Welcome to Technology Transfer IP. Technology transfer is the process by which valuable research, skills, knowledge, and technology developed by educational institutions is transferred to industry for development and to products and services that will benefit society. From basic patent licensing to promoting startups, entrepreneurship, and industry collaborations, while also investing in and managing technology developments. We bring you conversations with the leaders in technology transfer who will share their stories, including their successes, challenges, and expectations for the future. Here's your host, Lisa Mueller. Hello and welcome. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Kofi Salone Igbido. Kofi is a technology commercialization manager with the Virginia Commonwealth University Innovation Gateway. Prior to his time at VCU, Kofi was a licensing associate with the University of Texas at Arlington. Prior to the University of Texas at Arlington, Kofi was a patent technical writer with TR Patents and a patent analyst intern at WTS Paradigm. Prior to WTS Paradigm, Kofi was an associate patent and marketing analyst at the Wisconsin Alumni Research Foundation. Prior to Wharf, Kofi was a fine wire room intern at Classic Coil Company in Bristol, Connecticut, a graduate fellow at the University of Massachusetts Lowell, and a new product development and marketing intern at CABEM Technologies in Franklin, Massachusetts. Kofi has a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering and a master of science in innovation and technological entrepreneurship from the University of Massachusetts at Lowell. And with that very impressive background, welcome to the podcast, Kofi. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks so much again for agreeing to take part in the podcast. Um, Kofi, I generally like to start the podcast off by asking my guests a little bit about their journey to tech transfer. Can you tell us about your background and how you ended up in Richmond and particularly at VCU Innovation Gateway? Sure. Um, my journey to tech transfer is a really interesting one. Um, well, I was an international student throughout college, and uh, but in grad school, I was introduced to intellectual property, which was uh, which I really enjoyed. Um, so while taking the survey to intellectual property class, I noticed that there was uh, another career path I could pursue other than engineering. In addition to realizing the potential new career path um, in another class, which I believe was um, innovation and emerging technology, we had to pick from a list of technologies to identify potential market for it and do like a business opportunity assessment. In that class, I noticed uh, during any of our team presentations, there was always a guy from a different departmental office sitting in our class to listen to the presentations. And sometimes he would tell us what to focus on more for our projects. So out of curiosity, um, I ended up looking him up and found out that there is this thing called a licensing associate that deals with patents and so on at universities. Um, so the more I looked into it, I found out uh, this other career path, which is tech transfer. So when I graduated with my grad, uh, with my master's degree, I made sure to keep my you know status legal since I was international uh, by taking temporary jobs until I can find a company or institution that will sponsor me or accept me on my work authorization. Uh, well, things didn't work out as planned. So any little opportunity that I saw, I went for it. Uh, and but most of them ended up being in. IP related field, so which was a plus for me. So somehow 
with a little bit of uh, with all the hustle, I was able to get a temporary position with uh, WARF, the Wisconsin Alum- Alumni Research Foundation, as an associate patent and marketing analyst, which was a great experience. And my t- as my time ended at WARF, I had to find another position in the related field of engineering to keep my work authorization going. I was lucky to meet Tom Allen, who at the time was an in-house counsel at WTS Paradigm, which is now known as Paradigm, a software company for the building industry, not too far from where you work in the, uh, on Denning Way in Madison, Middleton, Wisconsin. So after sending hundreds of emails to various professionals for an opportunity, uh, he was the only one who actually replied back to me to my email and was interested to learn more about my story and invited me to lunch. So during lunch, I told him my story. And uh, at the end, he mentioned about a uh, possible uh, opportunity where he he uh, where he works and that he would let me know in a couple of days. So um, two days later, he t- told me that Paradigm has, uh, agreed to give me a temporary position. And I started working at Paradigm as a patent analyst assisting Tom Allen and the software developers with developing patent claims chart and understanding claims construction of the third-party patent uh, for the purpose of developing non-infringing, constru- uh, non-infringing software features. As you can see, something was already going on before I got there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And that's quite an, uh, an experience to get uh, in terms of doing claim charts and, and things like that. That's pretty intense. Right. And then, then they were working with Paul and Brady, so I, I got the opportunity to work with different attorneys and, and learn uh, from them as well. So um, during my employment at Paradigm, I was, I was going through the process of becoming a U.S. permanent resident. I, I stopped working for Paradigm when, I was, uh, when my work authorization expired, as I was still going through the process to become a U.S. permanent resident. Uh, after receiving my green card, I took a position at TR Patents as a patent technical writer uh, as I was looking for a full-time job. I then got an offer a few months later uh, for a licensing associate position for physical sciences at the University of Texas at Arlington, where I stayed for three years and ended up accepting a technology manager for engineering and material sciences position here at the VCU um, since April 1st, 2019. So I have to ask, being a patent attorney myself, after all that work on claim charts and things like that, you you uh, weren't motivated to go to law school or did we scare you off? No, you did scare me off. I did enjoy it. Um, and I was telling myself if I had to go to law school, the, since I also did prosecution, um, I would prefer going into litigation because I enjoyed it. Uh, but I, you know, I was like, I think I'm done with school for now. <laughs> yeah, completely understandable. So switching gears a little bit, as you mentioned, you made your way to VCU Innovation Gateway. For some of our listeners who are not familiar with VCU Innovation Gateway, can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, sure. Um, VCU Innovation Gateway is the technology transfer office at the Virginia Commonwealth University located in Richmond, Virginia. We are a medium, small office. (laughs) Uh, We have like 11 people on our team seven full-time employees, one part-time employee, and three licensing liaison or interns. Um, For the past five years, on average, we receive about 130 disclosures per fiscal year. Um, We operate a little different. We have a VCU Intellectual Property Foundation, which was founded, I believe, in 1994 
to promote commercialization of intellectual property created by university members. And the foundation basically determines the patentability and obtains patents on VCU inventions and markets uh, and licensing such inventions to commercial entities. Uh, the foundation's activities uh, promote research efforts at the, at the school and resulting royalties provide economic support for the university, to the university. So uh, that's in a nutshell, like uh, more about VCU, Innovation Gateway. And I think you also have a commercialization fund too that you uh, that probably ties into what you were just talking about that's dedicated to advancing VCU inventions, correct? Right. And is um, that a pretty large fund? Do you know um, any of the history about how it got started? Uh, I don't have a lot of the history how it got started, but I know that um, it's, um, as you mentioned, it's a resource dedicated to the advancement of VCU inventions. And it usually offered uh, in the spring and fall. And the purpose is to validate the mature, mature uh, VCU inventions. So, as you know, we all know that uh, technology, as the, as the technology matures, it becomes more licensable and available quicker to the public in the form of new products or services. So we have a competitive review and funding decisions that are made by independent external commercialization advisory board of industry experts, entrepreneurs, and investors. So funding is basically milestone driven and the types of projects that are funded are product development, animal studies, and other uh, proof of concept experiment development and new new applications, software coding, and uh, interface work. One of those types of funds to help try and get a lot of inventions past that valley of death, as we like to refer to it. Right, right. So you mentioned you have... um, I would say probably maybe a mid-sized office, about um, 11 individuals. Um, can you tell us again a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about how your office is structured? Yeah, um, mostly we have the licensing professionals. Um, and then we have most like three of us. Well, we have the director, the assistant director, uh, maybe four, uh, me. And uh, we have, I have another colleague. And we have a business development manager who does also some licensing. And then we have a finance uh, accountant and two administrators. It will be a compliance and general administrative coordinator and a paralegal and intellectual property administrator. And then after that, we, you know, we have like three licensing liaisons, interns uh, in the office. Now, you mentioned a little bit about patents um, a few minutes ago. Can you tell us a little bit more about the number of invention disclosures that you had maybe last year, number of patents filed and issued, copyrights, anything else you filed on? Yeah, let's say 2019, we had 114 disclosures and we filed 187 patents. Um, Out of that, I think we received 23 issued patents. We filed seven copyrights. Uh, in total. That's a pretty good number, actually. Yes, it It, is. It's it's impressive. So how about licensing revenue for 2019? Um, What would you say the number of licenses or options are that you executed and perhaps your licensing revenue? Right. Um, We count the options and licenses together. So we had, for 2019, we had 23 options and licenses altogether. And we had 2.6 million um, in licensing revenue. Now, switching gears just a little bit, what would you say is the most 
important thing in managing innovations to give them the greatest opportunity for success? I believe the most important in managing innovations to have the greatest opportunity for success is to be open-minded to exploring various opportunities, especially in our field, and also identifying the right market and and individual during that marketing process. Now, how about corporate partners and the role they play there at VCU Innovation Gateway? Can you give us some examples of some relationships you have with corporate partners? Yeah, sure. Um, We have uh, Zoetis. It's a global animal health company and world largest producer of medicine and vaccination for pets and livestock. And we also have a good, uh, you know, an example of relationship would be Direct Corporation, uh, which is a biopharmaceutical company uh, that develops and commercializes pharmaceutical systems for the treatment of chronic diseases. So how would you say that some of these corporate partners have led to maybe more deals or differently structured deals in your view, having done several of them? I say, you know, pretty some some relationships we have good we have a good uh, you know um some deals on you know in the works like right now we're working with uh, on other licenses for different applications and different technology with Zoetis and that's thanks to our existing partnership. And what about philanthropic organizations? They seem like they have a, a lot of uh, influence and and roles at various institutions. I would assume it's the same there at uh, VCU Innovation Gateway. Is that true? Yes, we have uh, the Gates Foundation, basically. Um, their role, basically, I think, is to fund work on a wide range of essential global health treatments, like HIV, AIDS, malaria, tuberculosis, and other diseases around the world. Um, and the Gates Foundation actually awarded $25 million grant in 2017 that aided to establish the Medicine for All Institute based in uh, at Virginia Commonwealth University College of Engineering which is committed to improving access to high-quality medications across the globe by driving down uh, production costs. So the Medicine for All Institute optimizes active pharmaceutical ingredients uh, production and provides access to manufacturers around the world to enhance the security of medicine supply chains. Oh, wow. That's really important, particularly in certain countries around the world where that's a tremendous issue. That's awesome. So, Kofi, I know you've done a lot of licensed transactions and partnerships in your career to date. Um, Looking back and reflecting on those, what might you have done differently if you knew then what you know now? Kind of a Monday morning quarterback type of of thing. I'll say based on my my past experience, I probably should have taken the initiative or push for the office to come up with some type of express licensing for certain technologies in order to make it easier for industry partners to work with the Tetranver office to avoid long waits due to all the legal changes and agreements. And this is in reference to one of my previous employment places. Uh, and that's because of what I currently learned while you know coming at VCU. Because in the past year at VCU Innovation Gateway, we have developed um, and adopted several new initiatives aimed at streamlining licensing. And we have one called a Partner Easy, which is like a pre, uh, pre-negotiated term for easy licensing and a test drive for six-month free option. Oh, wow. Test. Yeah, and that's for to test and evaluate technologies. 
In addition to that, we also launched a university-wide partner smart program that offers prepaid licensing and lessons uncertainty and financial concerns for companies sponsoring research at VCU. So these flexible and collaborative licensing processes create opportunities to generate value for both our licensing partners and the university and ensure VCU innovations reach the marketplace for uh, to benefit the public. That's great. That's uh, excellent. And I think, uh, especially now in this time of the pandemic, we're seeing more and more universities going to kind of streamlining that thing, especially when it comes to treatments for COVID and other COVID-related things. Right. So can you tell us a little bit about VCU Innovation Gateway's biggest success stories in terms of successful technologies, startups, things like that? Right. Um, we have Zoetis. Zoetis, yep. Yeah, they have developed the Lyme disease vaccine that's actually, that has been available on the, mar- on the market since 2016. Um, and we also have a company called Right Eye. Um, it's, they're developing an eye tracking device that tracks the patient's natural eye movements as they follow a dot on the table screen. Those with neurological problems have irregular movements. So the eye tracking technology also aims to prevent misdi- misdiagnosis and can screen for traumatic brain injury and several other neurological conditions. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. And I'm sure that's popular with like the military and other things too. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the third one that I can come up with is a startup. Um, It was a startup at VCU here. Uh, It's Sanyo Biotechnology. They offer contract uh, research services to clients who seek a more physiological, relevant small animal model for their preclinical research into liver disease and other comorbidities uh, resu- resulting from the metabolic syndrome. Switching gears a little bit, given your office's size, what would you say some of your biggest challenges are? Um, I'll go based on my perspective. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. One of our office's big, biggest challenges would be, to me, I'll say the lack of physical sciences or engineering industry partners in the surrounding area. Um, that's important because, I mean, I, I manage the portfolio with a lot of other physical sciences and engineering, and the lack of the industry presence in the, in the area really affects it. Uh, and it's already hard to get physical science and technology out there in the market. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Switching gears just a little bit, I'd like to talk about women inventors and entrepreneurs. Does VCU Innovation Gateway have any programs to help encourage and assist women inventors and entrepreneurs? And if so, Kofi, could you tell us a little bit about those? At the moment, no, we do not. Okay. How about um, organizations that you're involved in? Things like Autumn, LES, any other ones that you find helpful? Um, I'm involved with Autumn. Um, I follow LES, but I haven't been to any um, particular meetings yet. But I do find Autumn, um, you know, valuable. I think, the, uh, you know, it definitely makes you feel like you're in a community. It helps you grow, connect, and share ideas and struggles with your fellow tech transfer professionals. Yeah, Autumn does a really excellent job. And it's a shame that um, the pandemic took out last year's national meeting. And it's going virtual this year, which I applaud them I for doing. But um 
it's hard because there is so much value in being able to network and, and see people in person. But we're going to hold hope for 2022 here. So, right. do you have any familiarity with credentialing and whether, you know, a view of whether or not you think that makes a difference? Things like registered technology transfer professional? Well, I think it's nice to have. I do not particularly think it makes a big difference, but I'm sure it has great value. I have been thinking about the RTTP uh, and I'm, I still haven't made a decision about it yet. Yeah, it's going in interest and, and it seems like um, there's more and more people who are inclined to do it. They find, um, even if it's not something required for a certain position, they're finding the training and the educational and just another community, the RTTP community to be a value like the Autumn community is. Yeah, I agree. So, Kofi, I generally like to end these podcasts by asking if you could have three wishes granted for VCU Innovation Gateway or a vision realized, what would that be? My vision for VCU Innovation Gateway would be to bring uh, a national prominent world-class recognition and value to VCU and its inventors. I'm sure most institutions like ours uh, would love that as well. But, you know, know, get us on the map, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's a great vision. And I'm sure the way your office is growing and and, um, all that you're doing and the impact you're having that that you will get there. So keep plugging along. Thank you. Well, Kofi, I can't thank you enough for all your insights and your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. If any of our listeners want to reach out and ask you any questions, where can they reach you? Sure. Uh, they can reach me at, uh, uh, send me an email at egbeto, K at vcu.edu. That's E as Edward, G as Gabriel, B as Brendan, E as Edward, T as Thomas, O as Oscar, K as Kelly at, at vcu.edu. Great. Well, thanks so much again, Kofi. It's been really great to have this opportunity to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Technology Transfer IP. Please visit us online for more resources at techtransferipforum.com. New to Tech Transfer or a seasoned pro? Autumn is the global member organization for Tech Transfer and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups. Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses, insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges, and a line on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us.